Hey dreamers, did you not get to make it to DreamCon 2017 this year? For just $10, you can download the virtual ticket and get access to the HD video, MP3 copies of all the talks, and some other bonus material. Just go to superjopardo.com forward slash virtual to get your ticket now and start getting inspired by the amazing speakers that rock the stage. Hey dreamers, my guest today is making her dreams come true by prioritizing challenging or scary tasks that lie in route to or in route to uh, to achieving those dreams. Um, super, super proud and happy to bring and welcome Allison Cardi. That, yeah. That's you, right? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Jim. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Um, so, so Allison, what you're a coach, right? That's that's your thing, right? That's your your niche. So, I would love to hear about your background leading up to you becoming a coach. Sure. Well, um, my professional background was in accounting. So I had an accounting degree, began working as an auditor and saw a lot of basements and made tick marks on financial statements and was a bit bored by that kind of work and was really wondering, you know, what would be better for me? What would be a good fit? And I struggled with that question for some time, as I think many people do who are trying to figure out a career path. And eventually I kind of had a hunch that helping people would be something that I enjoyed. And I started volunteering at a crisis and suicide hotline, which sounds kind of dark, but I got a phenomenal training and I learned, you know, got to experience that helping role and learned that I really liked it. And then from there, I jumped into a coach training, and I've been working as a career coach for a bit about eight years. I now lead a team of coaches, and our specialty is helping people to figure out what it is that they really want to be doing, and to do that as quickly as possible without wasting time or money, and uh, just get to the good stuff, because once people can connect to that direction, then they can usually get to it a lot more easily than if you're just kind of spinning in circles questioning, well, which way do I go? It's hard. It's really hard to move forward from that place. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, um, you know, a topic that I, I wrote about in my, my second book of how to dream big and win is, you know, to figure help you figure out what it is that you, you know, the root of what it is that you want to do. So I could definitely uh, identify with that and wanting to help people obviously is, is definitely, um, at the root, it should be at the root of a lot of what people want to do when they want to do things like that. Yeah, I think you know when it comes down to it, what pretty much everybody wants to do is something that, or every like good-hearted person, they want to do something that um, benefits the world and leans on their innate strengths and talents. So, kind of my innate strength and talent is. Um, connecting with people, listening, understanding them, and then also adding structure around that. So helping people to walk through a process. Uh, and obviously, I think it helps the world to have more people uh, liking going to work in the morning. Yes, yes. it is. Yeah, it definitely does. I know um, I, I enjoy the the uh, job I took at the, at the nonprofit. Um, and it's been a very... Um, great learning experience on multiple, multiple, multiple levels. So 
it's uh it's one of those things where it's like you know you don't necessarily know how you're you're going to get there but if you if you are moving in a direction you know that can enable a lot of opportunities that come your way right because you're you're putting yourself in the right position at the right place at the right time Exactly. And the the key little distinction in what you said that I think sometimes people miss is you're actually like taking action and putting yourself in situations versus just thinking about it. And I think a lot <laughs> of people just start thinking about things and overanalyze and get into loops and don't realize they're trying to be productive, but they don't realize career paths are things that you need to learn and you learn them by engaging with them and uh, finding what feels like a good fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what was some of the first steps you took once you decided the coaching, you know, starting up a coaching business was for you? Well, uh, I'm, I would not necessarily advocate these steps, but uh, back <laughs> in the day, you know, um, I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to start a business. So I think I launched it and I focused on putting up a website and I thought, well, once the website is done, you know, just everybody will come knocking, <laughs> you know, I'll have a, a full coaching business. It, it didn't really happen that way. And um, I actually wound up going back and getting kind of a, a fill-in job. Uh, I had left accounting and I jumped, you know, made the jump and learned, okay, I might have jumped a little too soon. So I got a fill-in job and then uh, built my business and figured out and I'm still, you know, figuring out how to both do a really good job for people and, um, be attractive and let the right people who are looking for our type of services know that we can show them the way and uh, get them a really good result. <laughs> well, that's awesome. How, how does, uh, one go about finding you in your business? Well, <laughs> there are many ways. I try to let as many people as possible know that we're here and we know how to help. Um, in terms of career coaching, people are often behind computer screens uh, with a career question, you know, Googling or doing some kind of search to, to find that type of help. And then I do a fair amount of speaking um, in the community and partnering with universities, obviously, uh, podcasts and guest posting. So, I try and perpetually trying and trying to improve letting more people know that there is help because I think so often people have almost an erroneous impression that they should be able to figure it out by themselves. And like, there are some reasons why that's going to be hard for you <laughs> because you're so close to it. Sometimes it's really hard to see. Yeah. I mean, that is, um, you know, a lesson I, I learned pretty early on. Pretty early on in life, in the grand scheme of things, that being too close to a situation uh, doesn't enable you to um, see it any clearer, right? Uh, right. And and it also doesn't allow you to see all the opportunities that you might be missing to to make those those actions even happen. Because um, I think I think a lot of times, and you, I'm sure you could back me up on this, is, is like people um, they they see where they they want to go. They might think that that's where they want to go and, and let's just assume that it is the actual place because a lot of times it's probably not but let's assume it is it, the the issue that they run into is it's like well all that's going to happen at once right like i'm going to make this complete career change and it's all going to happen overnight not like well if i leave this job in say retail and and i go get like an internship or something at this 
uh, doctor's office or something like that. At least then, or or let's say like you wanted to be like an actor or actress, right? You, you, you like go get like if you don't have a job that's paying you like a, a good sum of money to for the bills that you have, like why wouldn't you go and take any job you could get at like the local theater so you could be around the people and get that interaction and know when things are coming down the pike that you could opportunities you could take. Right, like, why? Why would you miss out on that opportunity to to go do something that would put you closer? Yeah. And I, I think you're really hitting on a, a true phenomena in that people, even when you see where you might want to be going, um, I think people have trouble if it's going to be a bit of a journey to get there. You know, they're like, "Oh, I can't have it tomorrow. Well, why should I even try?" Well. Let's break it down. Let's think about a short-term goal and then a long-term goal. Like keep that on the horizon. Um, just because you can't get it tomorrow doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean it's invalid. Like you can you can get going towards it. Yes. Yeah. You, but you know it, it's important to figure out. That's why it's so important to take the time to figure out what it is that you really want to do in the first right. place. Right. So um, so how did your your family take it when you were like I'm I'm going to start this business. Yeah, uh, not so great. Uh, I'm definitely in my immediate family, the first one who took a jump into entrepreneurship. And I did it pretty much right out of the gate, out of uh, college, just a couple years out. Um, I think my family cares about me and I think they're a bit scared, you know, how, how will that happen? And um, it's definitely a bit riskier. So I think there is a, a fair amount of fear. I mean, I'm sure at this point that's not the case. That's probably not the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, I think they're more used to it and uh, definitely overall supportive. But it, it really is a different journey than just like a traditional uh, employee. So um, I think there is still some disconnect on what, what I'm doing and, and what's going on versus their lens of, of how career paths go. <laughs> No, I, I could definitely see that. Um, so, so what? Uh, so you're you're really into uh, weightlifting and rowing uh, recently, right? Can you mm -hmm, talk about yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. So, I love uh, anything athletic. I was a swimmer growing up. Played soccer. I did CrossFit for some time, and then more recently, my husband and I have just been trying to get to the local gym and lift and. Uh, he's a former rower, so uh, we're doing a, a rowing training program, which is kicking my butt, which is <laughs> really hard. But uh, I, I love athletics, and I think it's fun, healthy, but also fun to uh, put some time and mental energy there. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, um, so, so I'm a runner, right? That's that I have like, you can't, I know you can't see it on camera and you definitely can't see it while you're listening, but, but to the right of me, there's a whole bunch of medals, uh, mostly Disney medals Ooh. there. Oh, so you can see it now. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, for me, like I, I, you know, had fallen off for a little while there, but, um, for me, what I've started doing is I, I start getting, I've started getting up, you know, getting up at like between four and five a.m. so that I can get my work done on my business. I can get the workout in before I go to work uh, mm -hmm. in the morning, right at like nine, at like eight twenty. So, um, so are, do do you work out like in the morning or are you more at night? 
You know, I always aim to work out in the morning. Uh, sometimes scheduling gets me off, uh, and I do have the flexibility to fit it in, in in little pockets. But a morning workout is definitely the ideal I'm always striving for. And that's really admirable that you take such ownership to get both of those uh, things done before heading out the door. Yeah, I mean, it's only like in the last week or so that I started doing it. So it's for me, um, you know, I always try to push it into the nighttime, but I'm just so tired. So now I'm even more right. tired by by like eight, <laughs> nine o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed because I've been up since like yeah. yesterday. I woke up at 2 a.m. It wasn't intentional, but I ended up just staying up and like getting a whole bunch of work done before I got like six miles or no, five miles in and then, you know, got ready to go to work and and went and did that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I. I never was much of a of a wake up early person, but I know that one of those things is like I try to make things turn turn things into habits like pretty quick. Oh sure. So like now I'm doing it, but even even at like on weekends and stuff like not try, like because like I'm just exhausted anyway. <laughs> but it's really good because like when I get home, I can focus more on my family, right? And and that doesn't take as much energy as trying to wake up my brain to do more work or write my, you know, write a book or anything like that. Definitely. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that. So, um, so Allison, what, what's been the biggest roadblock for you to overcome with your business? I think the biggest roadblock and I'm, I'm a little bit in the middle of it. So we shall see if I've got this down yet or not <laughs> is, um, I am really like our team is really good internally at what we do and, you know, helping clients and I'm really good at executing projects, but I think I've had a big blind spot on in terms of like marketing messaging and really paying attention to hitting the right wavelength for people. So that's been the biggest challenge. I get in front of a lot of people and I'm so process oriented. I speak my own language too easily. So I'm really learning to get into the client uh, head and try to frame things in a way that makes sense to them versus the way that I think about things. Does that make sense? Oh, no, absolutely. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I focus on as a consultant is, is the messaging and the and the branding and making things digestible and yeah. and all that. It's totally understandable. It's not uh, it's not really an easy process to uh, – to do i i think it's something that you know for me it's like it just takes a little bit longer right so so like a good example of that for me is colors like i really stink at colors now a uh, a, a friend of mine uh ran a word at, at a word camp she ran a um a whole talk on colors like an hour long just talking about like the science of colors not even talking about the marketing necessarily which is like how we see colors and why we see colors and why colors work together and all that because it was for a web design right and mm-hmm. and i i ate it all up and and that's how actually i i went up to her and thanked her afterwards so it was like you know every time i put any kind of anything together with colors i always had to call my wife in because she's way better at it than i am and um and I think, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that's like now I can – I have the confidence to do it, but it just takes me a lot longer to go through the, the steps to figure out which colors are the colors I want to use, the colors that don't look bad, 
you know, so it's just you have to be willing to put in the time and effort to like do it. It's not like, oh, click this, click that, and boom, I'm done. Because I knew right. what colors off the top of my head I had in mind. Yeah, and that's something I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind in terms of improving our messaging and positioning. I think I'm headed in the right direction, but I realize it may take some time and tweaking to uh, really get it right. Yeah, it, it does. Um, I mean, that's why people like end up paying people, right, to help shortcut a lot of those things because they have the experience to be like, okay, this is why. Like, It's not just what this is what works. It's like this is why it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get the experience uh, without having to make all the mistakes of, of picking ugly colors like me. <laughs> Like right. <laughs> that's why like i can't i can't paint rooms or anything like that. i mean it, the picking the colors for rooms it's, to me it's it's so hard to visualize from like a little square like oh that's gonna look what the whole thing's gonna look like i don't know like mm-hmm. to me just pick all kind i don't know i it, yeah it's not my not it's still not my expertise but i'm, I'm getting better at it definitely have to be committed to, yeah. <laughs> to making it happen um so I, I just want to remind everybody, take a break here and, and remind everyone that uh, you're listening to the the Dreamers podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Pardo, and uh, I'm be here with Allison Cardi, who is a uh, career coach and and been doing it for eight years. That's does it feel like a long time? Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. No, yeah, it goes by pretty fast. Yeah, I, I, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so, so Allison, what was your childhood dream growing up? Yeah, I think um, I probably cycled through a couple, uh, like most kids. So I think to be a teacher, because that's something I'm familiar with, and I was a swimmer. So, of course, to be an Olympic swimmer uh, was something that passed through my head. Um I don't know that I I had, you know, I think sometimes kids have a more verbally defined thing. Uh, I don't know that I so much had that. I did spend a whole lot of time reading self-help and watching self-help and watching Oprah and Dr. Phil, but I never really talked about it. I was in a math science and computer science special program uh, from middle school and going into high school. So I just did those things, but I never really had a label for them, even though those were very clearly my interests. <laughs> well, it's funny that, you know, you would do the, the whole self-help thing growing up and, and here you are helping yeah. people figure out their careers. And, yeah. um, you know, I, a lot of times we figure out that like the roots of what we wanted to do is, is based in um, what we end up doing as long as it, we are doing what we actually want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so Allison, what do your dreams for the future look like going forward? Definitely. Well, I'm really excited to, uh, continue to grow my business and to continue to help people connect to those professions that are a good fit for them. I think it's not the entirety of life, but when you have a job that you, like more days than not, and it lines up with who you are, it can make a really big difference. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about creating for my team and the people that I'm working with a, a good working environment and hopefully continuing to uh, lift up the world through my team and the work that we do. And uh, that's really what motivates me is just to be helpful. That's what I want to be. So 
Well, no, that's that's very admirable. Um, so speaking of your team, though, is your team all local or is it based online or? We're a virtual team. Okay. So um, I have uh, coaches who are virtual, um, and then I have one kind of project manager person who is amazing. Lindsay, hello, you're wonderful. <laughs> My coaches are wonderful, too. Um, I, I couldn't do what we do without all the support that I have. Um, yeah, we're all virtual, but we keep in touch uh, over Skype and uh, try to stay as connected as we can without being physically near one another. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, being able to be virtual. I mean, my, I have a, a virtual assistant. Shout out to Christy. Um, and, and, you know, it is really uh, powerful to be able to connect with somebody who can work you can work with over the internet um i mean I, I think it's really great when you can work with people in the same place but at the same time it's it's really um convenient to be able to to find the right people wherever they may be definitely yeah it's it's been really cool so how can people connect with you allison Sure. So our website is cardicareercoaching.com. That's cardi, C-A-R-D-Y, careercoaching.com. And uh, you can check us out, see what we're up to. Uh, we're um, on Facebook and on Twitter at Cardi Careers. So feel free to drop us a line and uh, definitely let us know if there's anything we can do to quash the squash the confusion and uh, get you on your way. Oh, that's awesome. 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 So I will definitely have that in the show notes at dreamerspodcast.com for everyone to go and check out. Allison, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Ooh, that's a fun open-ended question. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, the final thought I would say is um, just a reminder. This is something that I always try to keep in mind myself, that uh, life is a really precious gift and uh, to take some time to appreciate all the good things that are going on in your life. And I'll be doing the same. Uh, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, you know, rest of your day and a, a good experience. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Well, thank you so much, Allison, for coming on the, uh, on the dreamers podcast. And I would love to have you on again in like a year to follow up and see how year eight or yeah see how eight year eight uh went for you <laughs> thank you it's so much fun joe thank you for having me you're very welcome and uh if you've enjoyed this uh interview with allison cardi um please go to dreamerspodcast.com and you know it's always great when people rate and review the show but uh if you if you really enjoyed the show just share it with a friend that would be that would be awesome i I really would appreciate it and um yeah thank you again allison you're welcome thank you joe Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.